This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. If you missed last week's show, we had Monica Williams, who is the founder, CEO of Change Today. I want you to go back into our archive shows, log on to fathermatters.org, soundcloud.com or blogtalkradio.com, because especially right now at this time of the year with uh, people are hurting, trying to find jobs, trying to get their resumes done, go back and tune into last week's show. And the close of last week's show, Monica started sharing a, a couple of poems with us. And all of that is on last week's show. But we're going to start this show off this week with the poem leading into the poem regarding her father, which is behind the reason of heart to heart whispers, empowerment workshops. We're going to I want to hear something about her father's whispers to a son or daughter doing divorce with dignity. This is a very, very tough time of the year for people. And Monica gave up her time to come back one more week. And Monica, welcome back to the Father Matter Show. Thank you, Vance. Glad to be back. And we were just starting to get really deep last week. And I said, let's stop. Let's get back in here next week and let's start off. And the name of last week's poem that we left off with was... Let Me Grieve. Let Me Grieve. Go back to fathermatters.org website, SoundCloud, blogtalkradio.com. If you know anyone that's going through a struggling hard time right now, especially these times during the holiday season, go back and listen to that poem towards the end of the show. Listen to the whole show, but definitely that poem. And now we're going to start off with this one about Monica's father because this was a very, very tough 2017 for you, Monica. Unpack Before we go into the poem unpack a little bit what was going on with you around march because i was sharing with you off air people think people like us got it all together and our kids act right our relationships are good our money is right and people have no idea at all yeah and and i've decided of course i want everyone to be in a great place and but i've decided i do much better with authentic people who talk about the beginning middle and the end i just don't want to hear the beginning and the end i need to know the middle and all i can tell you is my life um you know, when I went through my divorce, but to see God turn that around, my ex-husband just, we see each other every day and encouraging him. And he's finally stepped out of some stuff to start his business fully. And But um, gosh, just, just 2017, let alone before that, um, I've been helping my dad uh, in the state of Maryland for about 10 years. He had a stroke in 2007. And so I have uh, really been a, a long-distance caregiver, I kind of say, managing his bills, um, just kind of being there, really my whole life, some of the stuff my dad did in his life, not perfect, but again, he's loved me, I loved him, uh, my mom and stepdad have even been great supporters as I've supported him, um, but around, so so let me back up, so after my divorce, I lived in the state of Maryland, the court had me come back, or I would have lost custody of my daughter, wow. and that's a, another whole show, but like I said, when I think about where God has brought us from, my ex-husband and I, or as he says, my daughter's father, so I'll honor him with that. So I came back to Arizona, didn't want to lose custody of my daughter. Not that I was a, a horrid mom, but the court system, that's another yeah. topic as well that you know. But I came back, thought I'd live with my parents, you know, at the age of 40, mother and stepdad, for a year. Well, it was four years before and, I was able to move out. In Maryland or he, no, back here in Arizona? No, here in Glendale, because okay. the court, I, I moved to Maryland yeah. in one year and had to move right back. Yeah. So I'm living with the family and thought, okay, a year. You know, I'm this professional woman. Four years. Uh. 
And so long story short, around February of 2016, finally saw the most beautiful townhouse, perfect place for me and my daughter, lived next to an amazing woman who's the property manager, Um, just awesome. So I thought we're going to be there for the next five whatever years. Lo and behold, the owner decides um, around February of 2017, oh, I'm selling. Mm. Devastated because the house for me was the one thing finally that was stability for me and Bria. Like I was devastated, like devastated. I had just started working for an organization, so everything was falling into place. So long story short, I'm, I'm going. So I said, well, when do I have to move? Well, I need you all out by March 31st, oh, April like 1st. A, like, like a 30-day like notice. 30-day notice. So I have, you know, I don't have money. I don't have savings. I don't have, you know, I just. So very thankful that um, the boss I had at the previous position, and there's some other stuff there we'll unpackage another day, worked it out. So I was able to take two trips back east with the company. So I got to see my dad two times and was able to take Bria in the summer before I had to move. So long story short. So when do I have to move? Around March 30th. So. Uh, move in the weekend of March 30th. March 30th, um, I get the call. Sitting at the company I was working with, calls coming in. My dad had just been transferred from a hospital on that Saturday, and we're talking through, Dad, I have three rehab places that I want to send you to. What do you think? And he's like, you know, Monty, they call me Monty. Monty, why don't you send me to this one? Because the one he had been at previously, the nursing home, he didn't, we didn't think they would provide the rehab. But he's like, I probably will be stubborn if you send me back to the assisted living. So I'm like, okay. So Saturday night, deal was done. But it was a struggle. And even before, he had had a fire at his assisted living. So the whole year before, I was dealing with that. But long story short, so um, get him there by Sunday night. I called and talked to my dad. That was the last time I talked to him. But I was planning to fly in. I had just taken FMLA, and that was a battle, but I'll leave that alone for and him. And he knew you were going to fly in. He knew in. I was coming in. He had even told the place when we got the reports about what we believe has happened, and, and I've had to follow up on some legal stuff with that. But he's like, I can't wait. And they said, you know, your dad was getting ready. So I told the facility on that Sunday night, I need you to call me and let me know what's going on with him. Family had seen him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I didn't know my uncle was the only one to see him an hour before he left, but I get a call Mm -hmm. that morning from the emergency room at Laurel Regional Hospital. And I didn't get to answer first because I was dealing with something with work. And and so I was like, you know, and then it came back. So I put the person I was talking to from the national office. I said, I got to call you back. I need to take this call. So an ER doctor I knew because I was the kind of daughter I checked in with the doctors. They knew my name. I want to know what the care plan is. I want to know how he's doing. And so calls. And so this doctor, he's like, Monica, I've talked to you before. He's like, I'm sorry to tell you, your father is gone. What? I I screamed. And this was the doctor. This was the doctor. I, I like hung up the phone. And they hear me screaming in the office. My coworkers. My coworkers. And I'm like, I, I need you to call back to this number because they just said something to me, and it just can't be. Just So in that last call, and that's where when we get to the poem, I had a coworker that had to sit there with me, Vance. And mm-hmm. I said, I need you to listen on the phone. I told the doctor I'm okay. But I also told my family and his caregiver who took such good care of my dad. I said, I need you all to get to that facility. I have to know something. How can my dad supposed to have been in a a facility for two weeks and 72 hours he's gone and so I'm screaming in the office I didn't make it didn't get to him 
So long story short, I said, Monica, I hate to tell you this, but um, they worked on your dad for 30 minutes at the facility. Mm. Still surreal to this day. And that's where, like I said, let me grieve. Some people are like, you know what? It's been since March. I'm like, it might be three years. I don't know. But that was my dad. Um, and, well, then, and you and your dad were close. We were how, close. how old was your dad when he passed? 67. That's young. 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 Now, Daddy had done stuff, of course, through his life. But the one thing I can say, my dad, my dad did a lot of gambling in my life. My dad loved women. But Vance, my dad loved me, and he loved my little there girl, Bria. And he always he, he beat to his own drummer. And he helped me, like I said, stay true to some of that. But just shocked. And especially because I, I was the kind of, of daughter and the kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm an advocate for people. So I'm going to advocate for what's not right. That's why sometimes people who have had have backgrounds I can relate to. Working at the prison was probably one of the best things I did. People were like, because you know what? If it weren't for the grace of God, half mm-hmm. of us probably be in there. Oh, I know I'd be right there. <laughs> and so that's where finally um, I just said, you know what? I've got to really focus on what God's called me to do. Mm-hmm. I know there are other people, like you said, who somebody is being told, don't cry, grieve this way. Even at the funeral, people were telling me, do it this way. I'm like, this is my father. This is my last opportunity to celebrate him. But it's still surreal. I want you to read this poem, and we're going to go out to a commercial break with this poem, and we're going to come back because you also have poems and and subjects for Heart to Heart Whispers workshops regarding doing divorce, fathers and daughters and sons, mothers, a friend whisper to a friend's heart. But I want, before we go to the commercial, will you please read this? Okay. The last call. The hectic pace of life kept me from your last call. I didn't plan to miss it at all. I yelled, hold on in my head as I finished the load or something else that kept me from getting it instead. Was it work or a meeting or something unseen that came between me and the last call? When I reached to call back, never did I know it would have been our last call and chat with you on the end. In the last call, would we chat about life, the day's end, or memories of old that linger within? I can only question on this end because that, because the last call will never happen again. Hey, Father Matters Show family. Will you show us some love? We want the Father Matters Show to be your community and family resource program by providing you right now answers for right now issues. Become a Father Matters Show champion by liking Father Matters on Facebook. If you miss us Saturday night, log on to blogtalkradio.com, soundcloud.com, or fathermatters.org and share the Father Matters show with your friends and family. Thank you. Welcome back to the Father Matters show. Once again, I'm, I'm going to have Monica read that one more time. Because I know the emails are going to start flooding in. If, if if you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of this show at fathermatters.org. You can catch it also nationally at um, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. Monica was reading a very powerful poem related to her father and I'm just going to have her read that one more time and then we're going to get into this I have some questions about 
doing divorce with dignity, style, and grace. You have so many awesome workshops that's around this heart to heart whispers. And again, Monica's putting the process of the organization together. When we talked, I, I told her, get in here on this show right now. And I, she's going to give you all her contact info and at the end. But Monica, if you can read that one more time. The last call. Mm-hmm. The hectic pace of life kept me from your last call. I didn't plan to miss it at all. I yelled, hold on in my head as I finished a load or something else that kept me from getting it instead. Was it work or a meeting or something unseen that came between me and the last call? When I reached to call back, never did I know. It would have been our last chat with you on the end. In the last call, would we chat about life, the day's end, or memories of old that linger within? I could only question on this end because the last call will never happen again. And you spoke to your dad that 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 weekend, not knowing that that was going to be the last time. And when you were talking, he was saying he likes where he is. And, you know, you guys were just talking. Thinking, Look, I'm not only going to see you, but I'm going to talk to you yeah. again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And tomorrow never came. Tomorrow never came. Yeah. That Sunday night um, around the 27th because he passed me on the 30th. So about three days apart. I, I made sure he got in OK because I was moving that weekend because I suddenly had to move. So um, I was tired, worn out. Also, uh, you know, work. There are some things kind of going on. And and I knew it was time to make some transition, but I had no idea I was going to be hit with having to transition so much in one time. And I said, Dad, are you OK? He's like, Monty, I'm just tired, but I'm here. And the reports I've gotten, he was doing his rehab because me and Bria are what gave him life. Like he knew, I'm coming. I said, Daddy, I'm coming. Yeah. And, uh, and and even the nurse at the nurse's station who was supposed to call and never did, that night I said, okay, you know, I'm busy moving. And that was it. That was it. So even when I went back to look at the rehab facility, I just had to see where did he sit? What was he doing? But, but so that was the last call. Mm. That was it. And then the last time was to see his body. Um, how have you been since March? Ooh, <sighs> wow. Um, I don't think there's enough words to describe. All I know is through that, through new um, opportunities to transition from um, the employer I was with, but also being true to me. Life is short on this earth. And there's so many people sitting in jobs where, again, they even commit, they want to commit to their companies, but the company is like, well, you should just do this. But in relationships, in friendships, in, in so much, I have this saying, and I never want to be this person. And I'm still working on things. Don't get me wrong. And that's why I think, as I hopefully through this radio program, but, but the people I get to partner with, whether it's companies or individuals, am real about, like you said, where I've been, where I'm going, and where I'm still going. But I have a saying that says, some people will never change until they get to the grave. Mm. And at that point, it's too late. And I pray even anyone listening now, like anything that's been said today, um, that's why someone told me years ago, you're still valuable, important, precious, special, and significant. You still have breath. You still. And I remember when I, I got divorced, and I remember when, when all that happened. And like I said, God's grace, my ex-husband and I co-parent very well now. And I remember looking in the mirror one day, and that's another uh, part of Heart Talk Whisper. I looked in the mirror, and I felt, it was, felt like it was God saying, 
this is not all who you were created to be. I'm so thankful for my ex-husband from the standpoint of, um, again, where we've come to. We support each other. Um, I could tell you the whole story wasn't always roses hmm. with what we've been through. You know some of my story. But to see this beautiful little girl named Bria Marjan Williams, it had to be. See. I have another poem. I didn't bring that one today, but it had to be all of this. But I know for both of us, I want the best for both of us because I want the best for her. But, That's right. But long story short, my dad's leaving this earth was a clear reminder mm. that no job, no no title, no no amount of money in the world should keep you from your purpose. Now, you might not get there all to today or tomorrow, mm. but that's just like me calling you saying, hey, I just needed a testimonial for the website. Right. Here we are. Here we are. And right now during this holiday time, <clears throat> people who've been through a divorce or going through a divorce, you have one. I've been through a divorce. I mean, this this stuff is, man, that's like a, a death in the family. The hurt, the pain, the anger, the all of that. And like I said, Monica, this time of the year and around fa- and Father's Day time, of the, the calls and emails that we get, some of the emails take me back to my own hurts and wounds because it's almost like, wow, that's what I went through. But then it's like <clears throat> just the pain of it. And I love what you said. You said you want the best for both you and your ex-husband because you want the best for your daughter. And I think if a lot of us step back and look at it that way instead of uh, this parent didn't bring the shoes back from the visitation weekend or they missed the, the baseball practice, the stuff that we, I went through, you know, the bickering, the nonsense stuff. And if we really step back, and I love what you said, if you, you know, you wanted the best for your ex-spouse because you want the best for your child and children. Some of the stuff that we will let uh, explode us, you'll realize it's not as important. And uh, you have one here, doing divorce with dignity, style, and grace. Can you unpack that a little bit? Again, it's kind of what you just said that, you know, is it about me? Now, now we have to still set boundaries. You know, we've been with that person. We know we got these children together. Even if you don't have kids, you have history. Mm -hmm. So there are things that we know are buttons that we push of each other. That's that's real. That's human. But again, for me, it was saying, you know what? Okay, God, if it weren't for this man, even the worst man or worst woman you think you were with or or you were the worst person on. Because of them, you have your child. Mm. Like the worst in them is is that. But the best in them is those little people. And again, even if you don't, you marry them. You Now again, like I said, there's a whole other topic on things that maybe aren't. But I just said, you know what? He's still a human being. He has great gifts. There are things about him that I loved and that I, I encourage even now. I'm so glad he had to transition from his place of employment, like right after some things happened with me. And I said, go for it. Like, go for it. And so I'm like, this is best for Bria. But just even when you see them, like my hope is one day, although Bria hates this, if I ever marry again or he marries, or that we can all be in some people, especially in our community, they're like, oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what I envision. That we can come together. We have to do holidays together. I mean, her birthday together, for example. Not holidays. Now, I know that some people have to do that, and that's extreme now mm-hmm. if we choose to. Mm-hmm. But for her birthdays, you know, and it's not always easy, but it's better for her. 
Mm-hmm. But when I see them, wanting the best for them. But again, it says a lot about you when you, you want to keep bickering with them. Now, mind you, they might still need to make change and you too. And you're still deciding over where the money is or where is that property. I love what you said, the shoes, because Brie, I have week on, week off custody. Mm-hmm. So every week we have to pack her up. And she said to me recently, she goes, Mommy, you think this is hard. But imagine me as an 11-year-old. I have to remember and go back and forth every week. And I stopped to think. And, of course, I, I, you know, a lot of me was blamed for the divorce. I'll take that. But for me to be who I am, some things happen, and it is part of the deal. But just that dignity of treating them with decency and respect. And so you have not every other weekend. It's your week. Every other week. You have one week. Your ex-spouse have one week. Sunday to Sunday. But I see him every day. I pick her up often because where he works, and some people are like, why do you do that? I prayed for years that I would get to see my daughter almost every day. Even though. Sometimes it don't matter how. It doesn't matter how. It's the fact that you are. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. That's powerful. And, um, and, you know, sometimes he'll call me and, you know, um, through his dad's death and through, um, again, not perfect, but we're trying. um, But I see so many people just, even when they call me, and, of course, everybody's situation, again, is their own. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you shouldn't battle with him or her. But if you stop and think about it, like step back for a minute it gives you peace more peace not easy yeah and see i'm i'm taking all this in as 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 not just the host as the listener um you know kind of know my story as well monica um my two are with me full time and it's like i'm seeing a lot of more fathers are getting custody with the kids and everything it's it's it's, it's hell on wheels that's for sure with these courts and everything but it's worth every every drop every every cent and 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 uh so my to their mom lives out of state now and and i found myself sometimes you know i just took him to uh dentist i took him got well checks and you know part of my court is just to let the parent know when they're going to their doctor's appointments and where they're going to be and when and it was hard for me monica because a couple of years ago before i mean we've been divorced we was we was doing a split back and back custody things until she moved out of state uh, and it was hard because I would find out after the kids went to an appointment that they had an appointment and here's your half of the bill. I used to get heated. I used to get heated. Like, why didn't you tell me that they had a well check or a dentist appointment, whatever? Don't just it, fold up my half of the bill, put it in an envelope and say, give this to your dad. Now, watch this. The, I've been I, the kids been with me about a year and a half now. Loving it. I'm loving it. And it's just that uh, in the last few doctor's appointments. I, when I would email the mom to let her know, and I went to fathers, I want y'all to listen to this, to let her know that, you know, my daughter had a doctor's appointment or my son had a dentist appointment. It was hard because now I wanted to do to her what she was doing to me when she was living here. And let me speak to that because, again, my story, we'll, we'll have to talk, we'll have to come back and talk about the divorce piece. Now, again, we've come a long way. I left with the protective order. I left we didn't see my ex-husband for five months when I had an attorney, I won't go to a name, was the absolute worst attorney in the world. But, but again, it has not been easy. And I even had to go to him and ask for his forgiveness about how we left to come home and your family not be there. Um, so it's been tough. But, but both of us through God and go, okay, best. Now, there have been times where I didn't share as much information either. So I'm not going to sit here and say, because again, you're so, but also sometimes we are that power and control and I'm going to lord over you. And sometimes emotional abuse gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And, and when you've lived that way so long, you don't know how to operate otherwise. So again, 
again, my court case was was hard. Again, I was he got more than I did in the divorce. Some of it I gave up, but some of it, like I said, the courts have shifted. So that's a whole other conversation because I think there are some situations where I want the kids to be with the best parent. Right. And sometimes it's not the mother. Sometimes it's not the father. There are situations more often than not where I feel like in situations they're going back mm-hmm. to maybe and they shouldn't. But right. but you got to think about what you want your life to be. Yeah. I want better for people so I have a better right. life too. But and, and to finish my part now, the last few visits, I just took my daughter, got her teeth, her pull. She's getting ready for braces. And my son, they did a well check and they're getting their eyes checked. Uh, this week it was by now it was just so easy to say hey the kids are going to get their vision check here's the phone number here's where they're going to see can I ask you a question Vince though what I struggle with as a mom and I know some moms either say I can't or or they can't and and, and I know your ex-wife that is hard for me Mm -hmm. I can't imagine when the court said you get back or you lose Bria there's not even there wasn't even a question now sometimes we have jobs and things I I would have given it up so that and, and, and again no, we can't talk about that today. That's hard for me. But yeah. sometimes you can't. You're not at a place. Again, you, you need to say, I do it myself and get help to yeah. raise that child. But that's hard yeah. when I hear women who I know another woman who, who's given up her children. I'm yeah. like, wow. But if it's better for the kids, then yeah, then so be it. You know, and I think my situation, it, it is better. And we keep in touch. Monica, how can people get in touch with you for more questions? Change today, the number four, the letter U at gmail.com, 602-507-2600. Thank you, Monica. And thank you for tuning into the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless it. And happy, happy, happy new year.